We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah! Welcome back, hockey fans, to your favorite CBJ fan podcast here. Man in the Cannon, here in the den with me, I got Mr. Locon. What's up, everybody? Glad to be back. We got Frank back. Frank's back. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's beautiful, up, Frank? Good to beautiful have you back, day today. Hey, Frank. What up? It was a nice day today. What up, tour? Evening, boys. Evening, gentlemen. Yeah. T-shirt weather. You love to see it. You love to see the T-shirt yeah. weather. Tour, it's nice to see you without a hat on today. Likewise. You know? yeah. I think both of yeah, us always is, have a hat on. Yeah. Mine looks like an absolute <laughs> rat's nest. The mullet needs tamed. No. Now that we're coming in. Oh, it's still flowing. It's the flow, flow, baby. Yeah. Playoff flow. Baby flow. I think I'm going to permit. We're going to go with the with A permit, perm. huh? Yeah. Well, I'm back with you. I'm Hooch. And first and foremost, Mr. Locon, what's on the CBJ mind? First and foremost, if I'm a Blue Jackets fan, turning on the Man in the Cannon podcast, what I want to talk about first, is it time to blow it up, baby? Is it time to... To sell. Boom. Are we sellers at the trade deadline instead of buyers? Are this, we? This was a unanimous decision by the pod makers. Yeah. This is what. This is what we want to talk about. We want to talk about: Is it time to deal some of these core members of our team to try to get returns back? Uh, you know, if we can. So, we're we're looking at a few rumors flying around. Portsline uh, has reported that. A few guys look to be at the top of the list of trade possibilities for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And we're going to run through them each here one at a time. Uh, I got some names I'm going to throw out at you guys. And let's just talk about, do you think we trade them? First, do you think we should trade this person? If you do, what kind of what kind of deal well, do you think we could get back for them or, or those do, kinds of things? Do we need to take a step back here? Do we actually think, do you want to go around the horn and see, do we think we need to blow it up yet? That's a good point. Frank? We could start there, yeah. Frank? Yeah, I mean... Is it time I, to blow it up? I mean, <laughs> blow it up might be a little harsh, but uh, Mr. Locon, you and I were talking earlier this week, you know, CBJ's kind of built the whole roster around this core group for a while, right? There's been bits and pieces, you know, Panarin, Bobrovsky have moved around, a couple other guys, obviously, Anderson Dubois, and we've kind of flip-flopped. But, like, you know, the core group of Boone Jenner, Nick Foligno, Foligno Cam Atkinson, Savard. Savard is, you know... Another um, big piece of that core yeah, that's so been around consider, for a long time. Consider the, the core, of, uh, core of Columbus, if you will. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's bittersweet for me. I kind of go back and forth because, obviously, as fans, you know, we, we, get, uh, we get behind these guys year in and year out, right? And we've done some uh, – they've done some pretty – great things They've but given us a lot you know, of fantastic memories unfortunately i in this league in this day and age i i don't know if this core group can get it done uh to if, if we're really trying to win the conference or or win the cup moving forward so i i think it might be time for a big tr big change as much as it kind of pains me to say frank's frank's in for a for a mild blow up i think that's what he's referring to yeah, right yeah, yeah. Tor, yeah what do you think i too i i'm in for a mild blow up i also am in for a mild blow up i think that We've seen enough of the outside pieces get switched in and out, and we still, you'll, you'll see us, we'll go on like two games, and we're like, wow, that was some good hockey. 
And then what we're now we get blanked by Dallas. Yeah, now we're two wins in nine games. I mean, it's just been absolutely abysmal play. Um, we've we've had some shots last night. We had uh, some good shots. They were hitting the post and things like that. But those shots have to go in. And I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to take a look at dealing some of our core. I mean, I think there's an inner and outer core really. Um, and I'd be more, a lot more willing to deal with some of the outer core guys than I am the inner core guys. Like who? Like who? Do, who do you mean? I'd rather, I'd rather deal Savard. You know. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Frank's not too high on Savard. He's, no. <laughs> he was, he was saying before the pot, he's like, yeah, we need to just have somebody we can pay somebody, pay somebody to, take, to take, him. take him off right. our hands. And I, but I think that like when you look at some of like Ouch. our inner core guys, Felino, people like that, um, what we could get out of them on the market isn't going to bring us back the return and the value that we already have in them here. Right. You know? That's one so, of the names I want to get to. I want to do him last because I feel like yeah. that's going to be a great conversation and great topic to talk about Felino. Oh, yeah. Tours in for a mild blow-up. What do you think, Hooch? Are you, are you in for a – you want to blow this team up a little bit? I'm going to do Tours' favorite thing. This is why we drink. Oh, this is why we drink. <laughs> I'm an all-in or I'm an all-out guy. So – if we're not going to be competitive, uh, finishing in the middle is not going to help us any. Uh, no, because the Jackets what I, are notorious for doing that. Mm-hmm. They're so notorious for like, you know, they'll go. They might go on a run here where they win like five or six games and like put themselves in mild contention, but then nothing ever comes from it. You know, and, and I just it, I just don't know if I'm ready for a mild blow up. Like if I want a blow up, I want to. I want a full a nuclear explosive bomb. A fucking diarrhea. Nuke. Like <laughs> it, we're going explosive diarrhea <laughs> blow up. And yeah, that's what we're talking about. You know, we're always the bridesmaid, never the bride, but never the first bridesmaid. We're always like the right. very last one had to come in for a fill in. Yep. You know, Let me. she's here. It's such and such his sister. You know, we're one of those like, okay, she gets to be in the wedding. You know, that's we're, way too specific. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put some context behind this, obviously, because if I'm going to say it, I need to explain myself a little bit. Explain yourself. So, you know, if we're not going to be competitive, you know, guys like, and I hate to say it because he's been one of our best players, guys like Jenner have probably got to go. Um, and, and the reason being is I think we garnish the most from just him as an individual player. And I don't think that that makes us any better or worse, but I think he, he would garner, I think, the most – uh, trade equity out on the market, out of like our inner circle that I'm talking about. Yeah, obviously, Jenner. obviously, Line A would be one of the one of the top dogs that you would be able just to flip flop. But I mean, uh, what's the point at this point? I mean, you how know? many how many times can we you know just do this flip flop right one right, for exactly, one right exactly exactly, yeah. exactly exactly and see Line A is the type of talent to me that you you build, you around, build around him. You want to yeah, keep you something build around like that him, to, I think. To try to move some of the other pieces to try to acquire talent around. Absolutely. Him. Yeah. yeah, but I, but I'm Jenner's a great, a good topic though, you know, or, or somebody who, because you're right, somebody would love to have a Boone Jenner on their team, especially right now when he's playing as well. He's on the forefront, you know, yeah. just yeah. a contender, just somebody that's just missing, somebody just, who's missing that gritty. Maybe maybe they put him down in you know uh, second third line wing. Yeah. Um, somebody who's looking for something like that, who's in contention. And they get something like that at the trade deadline. Could Yarmo, really put please them over just the don't, don't trade them to like Florida or something like that, where we got to play them. Where the rest of Columbus <laughs> yeah, is at. Right. That's <laughs> probably you. 
I'm I'm also I'm all in for a for a blow up. Um, I'm kind of falling along the same lines as what Hooch was mentioning that we got to do it if we're going to do it, do it right. You know, um, trade away some of these assets, get something in return, um, and, and go from there because like time and time again we've seen that we get we get to a certain point where we're just not we're not going to beat like we're not going to beat Boston, mm. we're not going to beat Washington. We're not going to beat those teams in the, out of the East that are that are big and fast and physical and can and can score, uh, especially with guys like you know I don't know David Savard, Max Domi comes to mind as well. Uh, definitely not part of the inner core, but some guys that are available to move and probably get uh, somebody who might be interested in them to give us a decent return. So that leads me into first and f- first and the foremost on this list is Max Domi. So there's no doubt about it that Max Domi has been underperforming a- atrocious yeah that's... this year i mean absolute <laughs> trash frank, i don't know what frank with the most like uh, positive thing you could ever say yeah. underperforming well i you know let me to say the absolute least <laughs> yeah, he's not well, good i think uh, not good. you he know just doesn't want to run into I'm max domi cuz he will literally like... fight anybody I'm, yeah. so. I'm, but i'm <laughs> i'm biting my tongue a little bit because it still kind of pains me uh that you know, we we traded Domi and for Josh Anderson, and oh we God. got you know that trade is looking like Montreal is you know the kings of the world for yeah. making that trade. Josh Anderson's Anderson currently, having a great he's his been, best year in the NHL currently. Yeah. Might be and, why the universe got us the line A trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, he's been injured. Montreal's having their struggles right now, and he's he's had a, he's had a little bit of a rough rough patch going here recently. But yeah, he's. He's he started had a, out he like started six off, goals in seven games. Or yeah, something. yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Montreal's extremely satisfied with their return on this trade, and and to me, I'm wondering. It to me, watching Domi play this season, it's almost like I don't want to say it, but it's like it's almost like he's intentionally playing like shit so that he does get traded. Because you look at him, and when he passes the puck, dude, he throws it right at the other team. He did it twice in a shift the other night. And then as soon as they get into the zone, Tortorella yanks him off the ice. It's just been, it's been, he's been, tra- he's been absolute trash. I, I don't know how else to put it. And that's, that's also makes it a little bit more difficult to me tra- getting a decent return for him at the deadline. That's the problem. That's the problem yeah. with Max Domi at this yep. point. Like, his value his, has just has plummeted. Plummeted, yep. So who's, who's in on that deal? I, I don't know, but maybe somebody would be. Um, He's one of those throw him in with Savard and like hopefully it looks good enough on paper for him that they were like you know we yeah, could get two for one we could somehow. get because Max was good when he played for the Canadians he wasn't like bad no he's he's a talented player and that's why I'm just like where is that game it's got to be in there somewhere and I think I think teams some teams will think that or recognize that and they'll be willing to move and maybe make a trade for Max Domi. Yep. But I do think it wouldn't be straight just Max Domi alone. No. Uh, I think it le- leads us into our next name is David Savard. He's also rumored to be at the top of this trade uh, you know, trade list for the Columbus Blue Jackets of players that we're looking to sell. I think a, a combo with like Domi, Savard, um, that, that could look and get you some maybe a decent return, you know, something like that. Somebody who needs... Yeah, especially uh, a team that's, you know, in contention or trying to make a push, right? They kind of need that... I, I, you know, coming into the season, right? Dome uh, 
we thought was going to at least be the you know second line, if not yeah. the first line, and he's just kind of fallen off to a team like the base Edmonton of, uh, stands Earth. out to me with with that like team who needs defense, um, and then also tends to struggle a little bit offensively outside of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um The rest of that team doesn't score a lot of goals, and so I don't know. Domi might be able to find his game a little bit up there. The next name, the, the, another intriguing uh, name, though, and somebody who I think his his value has skyrocketed this year, and it could be a decent, you know, if we packaged him in with another deal, I think a team would be really interested in Michael Delzato. We only signed him to a, a one-year deal, low contract or a low, low salary, and he's playing pretty well. Yeah. You know, a, a team definitely might be interested in him. I think, like, maybe, you know, if you're look, if a team's looking at to up their defense, and you throw Savard and Delzato in a deal, um, what kind of what kind of return do you think we get for something like that? I think we could get a a middle pairing centerman or something along those lines, something that we that we do really really need, mm-hmm. or maybe a decent high pick. So I don't know that that's something to to consider as well. Other teams also may be interested in um, in Nash. Yeah, he started last night. Yeah, they had Nash. Line A and Atkinson. Mm-hmm. It was mildly effective last night. Um, yeah, Line A's I, still trying to find his game. So yeah, he yeah, had he, it, and then I don't. He lost it, I guess. And now boom, it's gone. It's been gone for a little bit. He's, yeah. he's really yeah. struggling. I think lately. he just needs to put one in the back of the yeah. net to kind of get that confidence or weight yeah. off his shoulder. I mean, that's his game, right? I mean, he's obviously super talented and super skilled, but I mean, his game is putting pucks in the back of the net, and yeah. it's kind of hard because obviously the uh, the opposition, you know, knows where he likes to shoot mm-hmm. the puck and have kind of, you know, faded to that side. Because, oh, yeah, you can see it really on the power plays, too. Because, <laughs> granted, when we'll get into this when we do a little deeper dive, um, our uh, our other players can't seem to find the find net, the even the when net. it's uh, shining bright right, right in their yeah. face. Wide open. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely see it. Man, if he would have put one of those one-timers right in the back of the net, the other night, oh man! Last night, yeah, against Florida, like late in the game, we had that period or that power play. Yeah, with the, like a minute and thirty. Six, yep. We're on a six. Yeah, on six four. on four. He had like four rips at it. Yeah, and, and Bobrovsky made some nice saves, but you have to think that maybe some of those will go in eventually. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. He'll oh start. yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not due. too worried about lining. No. I, I think that 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 game will find its way. Um, I do think though that it's interesting to think about. I, I think his game doesn't necessarily pair very well with the way that Tortorella wants to play him at the moment. He's kind of trying to turn him into, you know, a strong power forward type of player, and that's just not – doesn't seem to me like that's that's his main game. I'm not I'm not saying it's Tortorella's fault or anything. I just feel like there's there's a disconnect there, and they're, and they're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That leads me to the last name on our list of trade trade acquis- or trade prospects, and it's the the most intriguing one to me because I do think I do think this player has a lot of potential left in his game. If you look at his game, he's one of the better he's one of the better forwards out there. They may not show it on the sh- on the uh, score sheet, but he he's great with the puck. He's great on the boards, and that's our captain Nick Foligno. Uh, I hear it on Twitter. Constantly, uh, especially this past week, and especially today since last night, Felino misses a wide-open net on that pass from Atkinson. Uh, people are, you know, they're pre- pretty much calling for Felino's head, and, and they think 
we should trade him. Um, you know, Toronto comes to mind. I've heard people mention he would be a great fit in Toronto. But it's like, man, do you trade the captain? <laughs> do you trade the identity of this team, the, the, the man who's, who's, really, who's really held and brought this culture to the locker room of accountability, of being a proud Blue Jacket, you know, of loving your city, of loving where you play, loving the the fans. I just, what do you guys, what do you think, Frank? You think we we should trade Nick Foligno? You think we should get rid of him? It's a tough one for me, to, uh, Mr. Locon. I think, uh, obviously, his play on the ice hasn't really been to our expectations, if you will. Up to snuff. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But I don't think we trade him right now. Um, I don't think we get someone for him that really boost the team's morale or really changes. Uh, and, and I could be wrong. I mean, if something, you know, on paper looks looks great, then, yeah, you got to consider that. But the kind of, you know, morale that we hear from the team and from the coaches that he brings off the ice is almost more important than what he brings I, I on the ice. I agree more. I think so it's... I think you look at a couple of the other guys we mentioned first – and uh, it, it would be it would be hard for me to see Felino go at this time. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Tor? I, I've got to agree with you. I think that the the return on it is is not going to be nearly the value that he holds for the team, like you said, on the and culture, off the, the ice. The, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we're not we're not going to trade captain for captain. They're going to bring some other guy in here, you know, and it's going to be like, okay, who who's this jack wagon? <laughs> yeah, doesn't know Columbus, you know. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't love the city like this. Doesn't doesn't know the locker room. Maybe doesn't speak English very well. No, uh, might not speak English very well. You know, it's hard telling. But I'll tell you, I I, I I just don't think I I don't think it would be worth it in our benefit at all. I think Hooch I heard every so. bad comment about why we should keep Nick Foligno that I think I've ever heard in my entire life. For one thing. Enlighten us. For one thing, quote unquote, who's this jack wagon? Like people don't know NHL pro players. Okay, so we'll get that one right off the rip. We d they know who the fuck is going on. Maybe doesn't even speak English. I hope not. The best ones don't speak English. <laughs> Number three, morale. I get it. Okay, I get it, guys. You know, he's El Capitan. You know, he's he's our yeah. he's our he's our leader. My big thing is it's all about value. If if he is worth well, something, well, that's what I'm saying is the value is isn't measured. What is the value on there? The ice. What is the value on the ice that we would get for Nick Foligno? I don't need the value on the ice. I need the value for the future because I'm I'm all about the explosive diarrhea blow up. That's that's what I'm about. So that's I mean, true. like yeah, that's, no, that's yeah, that. So I don't need. Hooch is, I don't, Hooch is in for yeah. Foligno move. Okay, I'm in for. Okay. I'm in for future. If the if the return where's, is decent. Where's your if line? The return where's, is your, decent. where's your line for the blow up? It's not Foligno. Is it Cam? <sighs> I mean, like, what are we getting? Is for it Cam? Seth? What are we getting for Cam? Because with Cam goes his his inflated salary that I really don't enjoy at all. Even though he's having a great year this year, in respect to how the Blue Jacks have done, I mean, it's still. I don't know if that's worth it, but because we just have so many holes elsewhere. We just have so many holes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just available for prospects and draft picks, depending on where we're getting. Because I also think that, you know, just being a, uh, a new NHL guy is how 
you know, it, it, the NHL draft is not somewhere where you can get rich quick. No, for that's sure. That's the problem. That's why there's no. That's scheme. what makes it difficult, in there's, my opinion. Yes, trading Felino for picks because that's ultimately what I think you would you would get for a return on on Felino is maybe some decent picks. You know, if you package him with with somebody else. I don't know. Maybe you do get a second round or a yeah. a first round. Maybe I mean that that would be pushing it. Do, teams do tend to overpay at the trade deadline. Yeah. So if you could get a first round pick for maybe you know Felino and one of these other guys, I don't see that as a terrible move. Um, but at the same same time, it's like we're going to use that that pick, and then it's wait and see again. It's waiting. Yeah. You yeah. know. Well, again, we're 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 pushing to be the youngest team in the NHL even more so if we're trading away these guys. Right. And that's that's kind of the thing with the NHL draft as compared to a lot of other professional sports in their drafts is if you look at the NFL draft, I mean, there are a laundry list of guys we could go through it every year that if they're a first round pick, it's an immediate they're impact playing right now. Yeah. It is an immediate impact to the team and NBA, same way. I mean, just absolutely immediate impacts to these teams for the better. Could be for the worse, but generally, you know, if it's a good enough first-round pick and you're smart with it, you know, and, and that's, it, it pays off a lot more than a first-round pick in the NHL. The NHL draft's a little bit more complicated. Those, those top maybe 10 guys, and that's pushing it. Top five. 10 is pushing it. 10's pushing it. Top five definitely guys are, are guys that – typically can come in and and are ready to play and and make a change to a team but unless we're getting any anything up higher than that in that draft and in, in the draft yeah. you know or lower than that and then that I just need a lottery pick baby I just need a lottery pick but those aren't the guys that are going for those guys the teams that need players are the teams that are in contention right yeah right. that's competing. who's going to buy and that's what yeah. makes it difficult to me because, yep. and so here's my point and and my just general statement about it is to me what he brings to the team culturally um, and what he does, what he brings for the fans culturally and the mood that he creates in the room, his philanthropic uh, events outside of the arena, all of the wonderful things that he does make his value to me. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's an asset that I just don't think the, the team can afford to get rid of. And – you know, it's it's not it's, everybody's always like, oh, it's 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 professional sports, it's business. We gotta we gotta get the return for what's on the ice. We we need a guy who's gonna score goals, and I get it. Don't get me wrong, but we're forgetting the 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 important other parts of business or 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 a team and teamwork with with you know having a good guy on in on your roster that's gonna that's gonna bring fans, that's gonna treat them right. That's going to love the city, love the team, those kinds of things. That's my take on Felino. You can't I, have this conversation with Eric because he's willing to move any player in professional sports not named Aaron Rodgers. I'm, will, I'm willing to move Aaron Rodgers. That, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. That's a cold day. It just dropped 15 hot degrees ice, outside. Oh, everybody knows. Everybody knows that I've talked about Deshaun Watson Woo. and stuff like that. I'll trade, I'll trade him tonight. All right, all right. I'll trade him tonight. If we trade Felino, who's the next captain? I, Seth Jones. I'll go first. Yeah, Seth Jones. No, I mean that's <laughs> that's who comes to mind. I think. Who, who I mean, do we think will it be? Seth Jones. Yeah, I um, think eventually. I, I don't think trade. you make a captain right away though. Like I think you just you have a series where you just go through a phase where you just 
don't really have a captain. Mm-hmm. This team didn't Honorary. have a captain for a little bit. Yeah. Whole team's a captain? Yeah, I, I don't know. Something like that. I just feel like I feel like Jones would be a good a good choice. You know, he's definitely uh, probably one of the guys who's probably going to be here for the long run or at least a little a little while longer. We hope. He's he's uber talented um, despite the, his play on the ice this year. Um, I think he makes a good choice. I, I don't disagree with that. Who do you yeah. think? He's one of the only guys that I think is untouchable also as far as trading. Jones, yeah. I would throw I Jones. Would I would put Jones up there as, the, as an untouchable. I would also put um, uh, Zach Wierenski. I, I don't think you can – I would want to hold on to those two guys anyway. That's that's the the offensive core of your blue line and where a lot of – we plan to have a lot of our offense come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you think, Tor? Who, who might make another decent captain? I've got to agree with the, with the Seth thing. I would also go Cam. If we're looking and it says, okay – We've got to have a captain. Who's going to be our captain? Let's look at play this season. Who 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 is going to step up and be captain? If it's not Seth Jones, it's Cam. I like the Cam argument. Um, another, you know, hardcore Columbus kind of guy. Yeah. Going to be here for the long run. Does a lot of things off the ice for the city. Yeah. I consider Cam. I, I consider Felino like president, Cam VP. <laughs> yeah. When you're looking at those two, yeah. it's like 1A, 1B. Yeah. You know, to me. So I think if Felina were to leave and we needed another captain and it's like gun to your head, pick a captain that's not named Seth Jones, it's yeah. Cam Atkinson. Yeah, I mean, we... I hope that does it, it never comes up. Yeah. It, I also hope that it never comes up. I mean, up. we Correct, picked the but. two. Uh, they're both assistant captains still, so... I right, guess exactly. Next, next yeah. man up, so... But, you know, that's... I but, think Jenner's oh. another good option as captain. He's not very vocal, or, or the best speaker, but... Um, Another interesting possibility. Would you move him? So say Cam or Seth, since they're assistant captains, one of them moves up. Who do you move into their spot as assistant captain Boone? Mm, I think he also wears the A okay. occasionally. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. He does wear the A. I was going to say, it's like a full-time assistant. I, I could see moving Bjorky in there. Bjorkstrand's a good choice. Yeah. I don't know. If it was just like we're just moving people yeah. up the rungs, you know. Yeah. yeah. Bjorkstrand, good. Yeah. No. Good. I like Who it. Who you got? I, I already said I went first. I went Seth Jones. Oh, we were talking about assistant captains. Yeah, so. moving up, uh, moving up as Bjorkstrand, assistant captain. No, I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should be an assistant captain. No. I mean, I don't think he's really. I think that he's probably second or third in my list. But yeah, I mean, if we're if we're like you know shuffling the cards around, I mean, I guess he would be you know in consideration. But I mean, yeah. we're just I don't know. Actually, right now, if we didn't get rid of him, it'd probably be like Michael Delzato. I think he's played like the best. I think he'd be the one of the guys to move up. He hasn't been here that long. I think yeah, that's put, why I, uh, do I, I think Jack is right there too. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. More trade assets would be like one of our goalies. Should we move one of our goalies? I'm always willing to move Corpy. Could move Corpy. You know, not get a whole lot in return for him. I wouldn't much rather I don't know. keep somebody Ellis. might at the trade deadline. People tend to overpay. Somebody might need a decent goaltender. Um, you know, again, I look at Edmonton, yeah, a team that's trying to make that that step to the next level. Dude, in fantasy, I was looking at goalies to just like secure my two spots and just roll. And there's the goalie plays bad right now. Yeah, like, and it, goalie plays teams really bad. are rolling two goalies too, except for difficult. one. It's a lot of Tampa I mean, Bay. A lot of back-to-back the, games, right? There's a lot of games during the week, and yep. I don't know. There's there's been a lot of goals being scored around the league, to be honest. So, yeah, so it's hard Cor- to take the unders ever when yeah. betting. I mean, it's Corpusalo's stock has 
hasn't really risen too much this year. It it hasn't really At plummeted. Again, I don't know if it's plummeted, but it's certainly probably not as high as it would have been at the end of last season, I guess, just due to his performance, you know. He's just had, too inconsistent. It's just so inconsistent, even throughout one a regular one game, especially last night. Let's talk about his performance last night. You know, he makes, what, like four top ten saves in the yeah. NHL in one game. Like, without him last night, uh, you know, Florida's – without him, Florida puts up like seven on us last night. In the first two periods. Yeah, he, he throws he, – or he, he makes like – three of the most incredible saves that I've seen a goalie make in the NHL the past, like, five years. It's insane. But then the first goal he gives up, that weak-ass little backhanded shot from five from goal, Florida yeah. just goes right under his right pad. The The, the second goal I'll give him, I'll, I'll let that one slide. It got deflected. Um, but, man, that third goal, I, I keep talking about and referring back to this goal Corpy gives up last night on the power play. He's just so out of position. You know, I feel like he's uber athletic. He's acrobatic. He can make these crazy difficult saves, but he's just not he doesn't make those fundamental saves that we just need him to all the time. Don't get me wrong, he gave us a chance to win that game last night. Mm-hmm. He did. But but that third goal on the power play, man. Um that defenseman, I forget his name, is only a second goal of the season, but he comes in and he's looking at a wide open net on the far side. And he just throws it right in. Corpusala wasn't even close. He was completely out of position. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's almost it, it's weird. Like kind of when I watch him play a little bit, it's he he seems so. I mean, like athlete, I, He's he's very athletic, right? I mean, he can throw his body around, but obviously that that hurts in you know certain situations where we just need him to stay still. But he's I, I don't know very too fidgety at times, right? It's so like fidgety. he he always even on just like. Like you said, you know, the guys, the first goal or first or second goal, that backhand, yeah. it's like, you know, he only has one, ch- you know, he's always like looking to make a drastic dive for the puck instead of stay still and hold his ground. You got to kind of be, he needs to be more aware of the ice and the surroundings around him yeah. because, you know, he's just giving up Softies. easy goals. Yeah, Softies. just soft goals. And we can't, we can't. You know, we're, we're not going to win like that. You know, he did give us a chance to win. You know, the offense missed. We, uh, Cam missed a wide open wide net. Open shots. Domi misses a wide open net. Stenland misses a wide open net. And Felino misses a wide yeah. open net last night. Yeah. Four guys. And we're not talking like they miss a shot that maybe should have went in. We're talking about the net is completely wide open and we're not able to convert. Stenland puts one off the bar. Atkinson lets Bobrovsky stick his left pad way out, doesn't elevate the puck. Uh, Domi's, Domi gets one, the, the defenseman gets his stick on it, and then Felino just completely wide, just completely wide left and completely misses the net altogether. So, yeah, the offensive struggles continue for the Jackets. It's been it's been rough. It's been a rough. It's unfortunate uh, because weeks. I mean they they set up some beautiful plays and they you know were like we could have won that game well. oh absolutely if we put some of those in yeah you know it's like Jesus yeah. I mean there was really only like one really great shot from the point last night where if you're looking at it from the angle of the shooter you can't see Corpy at all I mean he's completely blocked by three other guys on the ice and they just find the left side of that net and there was no yeah. I mean. If I can't see Corby, he can't see the guy shooting the puck. Right. You know? And that was about the only one that I'm like, all right, 
that's th- that's a good one. You know, the rest of them, it was ticky tack stuff by Corpy, not being in the right position, and giving it up. Elvis is back. He's off the IR. Is it time to? You know, Corpy's been going for what, like eight games in a row now. Oh, yeah. In a row. Maybe time to let him catch his it, yeah, breath a little yeah, bit. Give him a break. I don't know. It, it definitely is. I think we got to get Elvis back in there. I mean, you know, you and I were talking about. It's kind of you know he's he's a young guy and he's been hurt so much early on, but we 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 need him back and we need him to start playing well because we're just not we we can't continue like this. I think he goes in tomorrow night against Florida and then maybe let him just don't don't go back to this back and forth stuff right now. You know, it obviously wasn't working at the beginning and, and throughout this season. So let let's 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 see what Elvis has. Let's give him the the reins for. The season's already gone, okay? This season's in the shitter. We're we're out of it. We're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Elvis is able to do this year. Yep. Let's see if he can come in here and give us string string together a few nice games, maybe get us some wins. If that is the case, you know, we could we could look at moving one of these guys. Yeah. Look, I, I, my goal now is to get out of this season with a respectable record. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Elvis is back. I'm, and, I'm really and excited we're on to about the fall that. Because the plan is, I'm assuming now, right, is next season we're starting on time. You know, that's why they did the shortened season. Yep. So the Stanley Cup is still at the same time it normally is. And then they, we have the still, still the same amount of off-season training camp and everything like that. And we roll back into another standard season next year. So that's what, that's what I'm ready for. Let's get out of here, you know, bruised and but not too battered. And uh, – Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, the uh, the NHL's plan is to definitely start things back up and get rolling again in the fall. And one of the interesting new stories that's popped up the last couple of days is the NHL is going to be back on ESPN, the worldwide leader, the worldwide leader in sports, yep. going to be coming at you with the NHL. What do you guys think? What, what what do you think of this? So so what's great about the worldwide leader in sports is obviously they have the most sports channels. So even and people bring it up all the time, like. Oh man, but they'll be on like ESPN three. Who cares? We're all streaming it now, right? right. Yeah, you still are... get that. Yeah, like my when argument... I, my best, the best part about like especially like college basketball now is like, okay, there's f- I can pick six games yeah. that I can every stream night every yeah. night. Yeah. So like with hockey, I can just you know, are we on break? I can flip to. I don't even have to change the app. I can just go to a different game. We're in hockey now. I have to go to NBC. I have to go to Fox Sports Go. I have to go to Fox Sports. I have to go to the CBS. NHL app. I yeah. have to go to the NHL app. And, you know, and that makes my experience uh, less Another flattering. Man. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's way easier when you have it on ESPN and we have four or five games that I can choose from and play. If that's how it's going to be. It absolutely is. They if put, they, they put, put the put, NHL they, on. They put the they, – that's well, they're what not, they – They're going to do that deal and not put the NHL on. Well, they Dude, they're making more. That. They're making more money than ever, and they have less people employed than ever. So they're basically putting all of their eggs into having as much content as possible streaming at all times. Yeah, and I'm quite all right with it being – it doesn't even have to be on regular ESPN through a cable box. If I can just log into my ESPN app, well, sure, sure, yeah, and pick you will. You should be able eight to, different yeah. games. I don't care. Even on ABC, you know? it'll be ABC, ESPN, ESPN two, right? ESPN three. What worries me though a little bit is I could see them putting a lot of games on ESPN on the ESPN Plus package, to where you have to subscribe to ESPN Plus. So, right. I mean, uh, 
it's already happening. If you look at ESPN, a lot of these yeah. games are being broadcast. And that's the thing is, that's true. They do they do that for already, us being but. Jackets fans. They're they're Fox is moving Fox Sports to like have a paid subscription. You know, so six in one hand, half dozen the other. Eventually, we're going to be paying six or eight bucks a month to watch. Well, here's the my play. thing with it though: is like to watch the Jackets. In my like, the only reason I even subscribe to any cable service whatsoever is so that I can watch the Jackets. Right. So like when. Bali Sports, it's going to be, or Fox Sports becomes, what is it, Bali Sports or the the new betting site that it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to subscribe to that, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, ESPN is going to be nice. Don't get me wrong, having the NHL go to ESPN is going to be a great move for hockey in the United States of America. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, people in this country watch ESPN. They watch Sports Center. They know all the big names on ESPN. If we can get get some names back that are calling some new NHL some NHL games, yep. we get Barry Melrose back. Maybe you know you get Linda Cohn calling some hockey games. John Butchie Gross, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these guys. Steve Levy coming back, maybe working some hockey games like he used to. You know that that part of it does excite me. But all I'm saying is, when the NHL used to be on Give ESPN, me. it was sh- awful and shitty, and they did not give any respect or any sort of they didn't even try to expand the game the last time that was back and they did all kinds of dumb bullshit too where they would highlight the puck and try to make it like so people could see the puck and it's like yeah, yeah. i'm yeah, worried i hope they don't do that kind of shit i don't think they it's, will i think they're gonna do it right this time well i mean it's the i think it's just a streamability just the the fact that now in this day and age i mean it used to be espn one and two like we had regular espn right. we had espn two and then we had deportes and then the, those were the three channels, and two of them had the same game on. But that, I mean, there's not a lot of things that take over airspace. You just move them. You just you just stream yeah. everything. Yeah, you, you always just stream it all. That's what they're. That's what that company does. Is they literally just stream everything. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you might have to get ESPN Plus. I get it free through my subscriber right. through Verizon. Yeah, which but, it'll get to the point where we all have subscriptions through everything. And then we're paying as much as we were in cable. Yeah. And then instead of channels, it's just apps. Yeah. That's really all it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then once you can figure out. But if I can just pick what app I want, it's not going to be that expensive. Well, the, the big thing is going to be is once you can, once like Roku or somebody figures out how to make a guide. So you can just flip through and see what's playing on each app at any time. It's a good idea. Yeah, that's huge. But enough about that. I've heard the NA or the ESPNs also. They're trying to do a like a in Canada. They have Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. On TSN, it's yeah. like a big, mm-hmm. it's a big Canadian broadcast every week. I think they do it on Wednesday nights. The ESPNs, I, I read, they're trying to, they're going to try to do something like that in the yeah. United States. That would with, be huge. With Hockey Night on Thursday nights. Yeah. You know, make it a Thursday night Hockey Night in the in the, in America or something like that. Try to promote some of these games. I. I don't get me wrong. I am excited about the NHL coming to ESPN. I'm just worried that I'm hoping we don't see some of the effects Same from the shit again. that they did the last time. Yeah. But I think it'll be great. I don't see I don't see any downside. I see zero downside to it. We're going to try a new segment this week. It's called I'm going to be frank with you. And we're going to turn it over to Frank to lead it off. Frank, be frank with us. Tell me something, Frank, and 
you know, straight to the point about the Columbus Blue Jackets right now. And be frank about it. Be I, frank well, about well, it. Well, I'm always going to be frank about it, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's be let's, frank. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think, you know, the theme of this episode, right, we, we're talking about the core core group in Columbus and, you know, who will we trade, what will we get, is it time to blow everything up, as you say, Mr. Locon. But uh, to start it off, it uh, – Savard has to go this season. I'm sorry. Um, you know, he's he's a bit, I mean, big body. He works hard, but stupid penalties day in and day out. And turnovers. Uh, it, it, it's, time, it's time for him to go. I'm sorry. It, it, that's it. So, Tor, be frank with me. I'll, I'll be frank with you. Um, one, I'm going to agree with that. Two, I'm going to be frank with you. I think Elvis has to go. Or not Elvis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I've we been reached, we reached some levels. Bring bring the volume down here for a minute. Hold Let's on. Let's all get back. I'm not going to cut that out, but holy shit to her. Yeah, my, that's my bad. That's my bad. I mean, the, the levels were red. Like, <laughs> it was so hot. We're off the Richter scale, baby. My Let's watch let it just cool asked down. if I was working out. Yeah, we're off the Richter scale. I did not mean Elvis. All right. I love that man. Okay. Corpy needs to go. Okay, thank you. Hooch, be frank I'm with sorry. me. Give me something frank. Oh, man. I mean, they, they took some good ones. Um, I'll be frank with you. I haven't – I said it before. You know, let's let's rebuild the whole thing. <coughs> Take the coaching staff with the team, too. Just rebuild the whole thing. Blow it up, baby. Okay. I'm going to be frank with you. At the end I of the think season, we should fucking tank. I think we should – I think we should, like – make some serious moves, trade a bunch of these guys that we just mentioned, like a lot of them, and really try to blow this shit up and, and try to get a good a good draft pick going into next year. Should our focus be on more draft picks? Should we just load up, or should no. we actually be acquiring other players in these trades? I think we should try to be both, okay. I guess, because I don't know. I can't see like the returns being – drastically improving our team at the moment it, yeah. is where I'm going at. The draft it, picks yeah. we're going to get are like 20-plus because these are the teams that are trying to make a, you know, a playoff push. Right. Right, yeah. but that those those picks can turn into you know, pretty good players. And they can. If, if, they, if they can get them in the first but round. But that's not what we – that's not what we want from the, the best guys. You know, right. we, we want right. some prospects or we want something in return yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So Just to kind of piggyback on that real quick, I think – you know, when you look at the core group or the team as a whole, and we kind of touched on this earlier in the season, is we just we, we need to get a little bit bigger if we want to, you know, make a run eventually uh, deep into the playoffs. Yeah, we can manage playing this way, but the kind of style, you know, just kind of weaving in and out of your zone, and then, you know, we get thrown off the puck yeah. because, you know, we're undermatched and undersized compared to a lot of these teams who are, are bigger than us and just as fast, some just faster. We just, I, I think we need to kind of, you know, rethink the type of player we're, we're trying to kind we of build a team around. Yeah. We, we need, need some, we need some dudes. We, man. Yeah. These fast young guys are, are fast and skilled, but yeah. they're, they're small. I'm a big know? violent gentleman hockey club guy. Love all their stuff. Right. I need them. We need to be the team that they're making gear for. Because you can't buy Blue Jackets gear from Violent Gentlemen. Because they only make gear for, for, violent, gentlemen. for violent Gentlemen and for Enforcers. And I thought Andy was going to be that guy. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know, we're going to get, we're going to keep him and keep it rolling. 
and they're going to start noticing us as just some bad dudes on the ice. And now we don't have that. And, and I completely agree we need to bring that back. Because here's the thing is, this team. I do think that this team is just not built to be competitive in the NHL. Because the NHL, you're never, you're never going to get away from it. The physicality and the, the brute physicalness of, this, of the game is always going to be there. You know, fighting is going to be in hockey. You've got to find people who can go out there and, you know, fight and and score. You know, we need guys who if if Jack Roslovic's getting shoved around or if Cam Atkinson's getting shoved around, somebody needs to go out there and punch somebody in the face. And I'm not talking about Max Domi. You know, he's too small. Yeah. He's no. don't get me wrong, Domi's he's got a nice little attitude about him, but he's not gonna go out there and really kick anybody's ass like night in and night out. We need to get more physical, man. I agree with you, Frank. And I think it starts with trying to build some physicality and some size and speed down the middle of the ice. We do not have any of that right now. Mm-mm. You know, our centermen are just tiny kind of little, uh, kind of smaller kinds of guys. You know, we had Riley Nash out center in our first line the other night with Ken Mackinson and Patrick Laine. You look at our other centermen, our, our center depth, you have what, Jack Roslovic. Uh, they have had Alex Texier, Texier. in the middle. We've had to move Jenner back to the middle because, quite frankly, nobody can win a face-off. Mm-hmm. It's like if you throw Texier or Roslovic in the center of the ice and start them out, you know you're not starting out with the puck because they're losing the face-off. Mm-hmm. Kevin Stenland, another good example of, of a guy who we have down the middle who just doesn't – he's not going to provide us that, that size that we need. Yeah. So I, I do think And he has the build. Please, just – Get, Eat some get, food, bro. Uh, yeah. Lifts, get in the weight room, bro. Call Logan. Do you even lift? I can teach you how to eat. Brother. I know a guy named I know a guy named Mr. Locon. He will give you the 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 Columbus diet to put on weight. <laughs> yeah. You want to gain weight? I can tell you how to do it. I got the fucking proven and system. It starts right with here. a couple three. Ways. And you know what? You can and, and you can keep the workout going because you can just walk to every single place. You just in walk between to between sections one twenty two and one twenty three. Right there. <laughs> Let's wrap it up with our last segment of the of the pod. We're gonna move in and try to talk a little bit of fantasy hockey because uh, we run a little. We we run a fantasy league here. We want to talk about who's been hot. It's pretty. Who's competitive. been not? It's relatively competitive. We do have a few guys that tend to not pay a whole lot of attention and that don't happens. set their lineups a lot. But that happens. Who's been Who's been hot for you this year, uh, Hooch? Who are your uh, top guys? My number one guy, obviously, was uh, the Vaseline guy, <laughs> Vasilevsky. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's been the number one goalie. And I think that was, um, you know, this season didn't go, I think, the way we wanted it to. And I never would have picked that. That was an auto pick, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. But it just happens to be a really good pick because he's really been the only staple that plays every single night and wins every single night because Tampa yeah because Tampa is just winning every single night he gives up four goals they win he gives up five goals they win it just and he had a he had a stretch there where he was he showed he had up like, Dallas twice in yeah, a row well and, and even into like the next game he didn't give up a goal till like late in the third period or something some like crazy record where he almost he almost broke or tied the record for you know longest time of without being getting scored up. on you right know? yeah he so, had himself a hell of a little run there um, Alexander Barkov has Barkov's been just, just been a, absolutely stud. fucking yeah, stud. Stud. That whole, but it's been 
I think the big thing about uh, the fantasy, the fantasy aspect of like, especially our league, is teams. Like, who, right. who, whose players do you have from certain teams? You know, do you have players from Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, Florida? Or has been a big, relatively big surprise. They're so scoring a bunch of goals. Chicago teams that are scoring goals is where is where you want to look for, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're producing the most fantasy points. Um, they're winning, even like the Islanders. You know, I just seen that, uh, you know, the Rangers, you know, they've got a really good line with, um, you know, scoring goals. Brad's back. I saw he was on the Came ice back today. today. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for him. I'm yep. glad to see, you know, as much as shit as I talk about Artemi Panarin, I, I do still have a little bit of a soft spot for him as a Columbus Blue Jacket. Just just watching him play was fucking absolutely insane to, to do. Another goalie that's been locking it down, is, the only probably other one is Flurry. Um, you know, Vegas has just been on a Vegas tear. Vegas has that, been – they're legit. Yeah. They're a legit contender. Man, Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh's thinking about that now, you know. They give up Flurry in that expansion draft when they, they could have given up Murray. And they ended up they ended up trading Murray this year. And they traded him to Ottawa. So – and he's – He's having a decent year up in Ottawa. They're they're struggling though, but Yari Ottawa's is going to be Yari. Ty, Tyson Jerry and Mike DeSmith, I think, is his yeah. their tandem right now. Connor. Yeah, I thought it was is it Connor DeSmith? I don't know. I, don't know. I know Jerry's their starter, right? Yeah, yeah. Ty, Tyson Jerry and and DeSmith are their tandem rolling right now, and they're just not they're not the best. They could, Pittsburgh could still be sitting on. Mark Andre Fleury, well, but it's hard Pittsburgh. to it's hard to know that because well Pittsburgh and the Capitals are really they're really like you know scratching their head right now they don't have any goaltenders right mm-hmm. that's very true Washington's found some in uh, what's his name oh, Vontanen yeah Von, yeah playing pretty well but yeah they let Holtby go up to Vancouver but they but he's just now like starting to come you know yeah come into himself and be, you know, their goalie. But, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, Vanacek, Vanacek. Vanacek, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, 25 years old, young guy, um, you know, he played 20 games this year. They thought it was going to be that that Samsonov guy or Ilya. Yeah, Ilya Samsonov. But, I mean, like, he, he was just terrible, terrible. And then they, I think they found something in this guy. They score goals. They just get goals, yeah. more goals scored on them. A lot. You know who's been too. hot recently? I picked him up actually just this week, I think, is uh, Ricard Raquel for Anaheim. The past, uh, in our fantasy league, and I'm sure in a lot of other fantasy leagues, the past 14 days, he's ranked as the number two player in the whole in the NHL. Uh, and just ahead of him is Miko Rantanen, who's also been absolutely on fire. Who's on my team? Who's on Frank's team? Yeah. Hey, what do you want for Rantanen? <sighs> I was just thinking, oh, dude. Uh, hey, but I it already still told baffles you. me like how like I already how, told you I got doubles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm I can't for the life of me understand how uh Chicago or Colorado is just not like that good. Can they continue to you know lose games here and there? They're sitting at fourth in their division right now. Yeah. And I picked Some up injuries, specifically though. I drafted Philip Grubauer because I'm like, man, this has to be Colorado's year. You know? And he's been playing well. He has like, been playing well. He has been playing. He's he is above average. He is a starting goalie this year for Absolutely. sure. He's given me some nice wins, and they've don't get me wrong, but still, it's like Minnesota. I thought about throwing you. I thought about throwing you a trade offer for Philip Grubauer, but Grubauer? we'll see. Hey man, I might be interested in looking at that. I don't know. It depends on. I, he's, I only have two goalies, so we'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have You're to stacked. talk about that. You're stacked up there, but anyways, not at goal. But anyways, that's a 
that's a weird division with the West. I mean, Minnesota's been playing well. Um, they've got some goal Arizona's scores. Arizona's been playing well. Zuccarello came back for Minnesota, yeah. and that's been Matt's. Matt Zuccarello, I picked him up immediately. So yeah. he, he's been a good staple for the last two weeks, um, yeah. Yeah. making his way up. Little guy. I like the little guys, man. Yeah. Hey. Obviously, my, uh, my biggest guy for me so far this year has been my uh, – I had the second pick – or the third – second or third pick, can't remember. Took Dreisaitl. Uh, that's a no-brainer. He's sitting at number two so far in our, in our league. Another guy I've picked up recently, if you, if you don't have him – if he's on the waiver wire, you should look at picking him up as Connor Garland for uh, the Arizona Coyotes, having himself a nice little year so far. And Arizona's been hot the last couple games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, this year. Goals? I mean, this year they're they're playing a lot better than than what they were expected to. I saw uh, one of the other guys in our league dropped him. Um, I think to just just make some room for himself during the week, and I was like, you know, fuck it. I think I'm going to try him out, and he's. He's been playing pretty well for me. so. And make sure you're looking for guys that, especially, you know, in certain leagues, uh, guys coming off IR, you know, Tarasenko already did. Uh, he, he's probably Tarasenko's not available. Tarasenko's going to be back, yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's already been back. He's already played. But uh, but guys like Ben Bishop, you know, coming guys coming off of IR. Uh, make sure Alexander you're, Radulov. Radulov. He's just, you know, I had him on my IR for a while. I swapped him out for Tarasenko. I knew Tarasenko was coming back earlier. He's a great player, but you just don't know. Like, he's on IR. He's off IR. He's skating. Then he's not skating. Then yep. he's back on IR. Yep. Yep. And, it, and that's a tough one, too. But check out, you know, check him out. He's still a great player that you want to pick up, especially when, uh, you know, you got some Dallas when he, guys when coming back. When he is back. able to come back and get on that power play with, with Joe Pavelski and those other guys, that's going to be a big addition. If Radulov does come back... Keep keep your eye on it on Radulov. Be monitoring his status on when he's coming back because I think it's going to be sooner rather than later is when they're going to try him back. Mm-hmm. You know who else has been like that for me though? Uh, recently on my team, on and off the IR, it's to the point now where I'm just like I'm almost over it. Is uh, Tara Vinen for Carolina, guy who's an absolute stud. You know, in the short amount of time that he's been that he was able to play, I think he played like. Uh, Jeez, I don't even know, like 16 games maybe. He had like 14 points in 16 games. An absolute tear, but he had a concussion, and I think he's had some uh, lower body injury since then. He's just on and off the uh, on, on and off the IR. It's been it's been frustrating. But a team, a team, and a couple players that I'm looking at that you know same kind of scenario. Maybe not the IR scenario, but you know, uh, Brett Burns has not been good this year. Yeah, let's talk uh, about who's not been hot who's a bust and you know it's kind of rough looking at him you know he's he's a defenseman you know he's 93 percent rostered because obviously he has been just he's just been really good for a long period, Very of, long time. period of time and you and know he's paired with eric eric carlson and they're both they're both up there and they're both the oldest san jose is struggling they are as a team basically you know evander kane struggling yeah. everybody's struggling on that team Timo Mayer struggling. Uh, San Jose struggling. And I, and I think you might look at getting rid of a couple of these guys, you know, starting with probably Brent Burns. And, and that's going to be a rough one, you know, maybe try to trade him for, you know, to a team that literally might have no defensemen at all. Um, but it, it, it would be really hard to, uh, to trade him at this point just because, you know, I've been, I've been watching him trying to just find a high, you know, like he's on a high right now, but he just never hit it. It's never there. It's not there. And it might never be there. So 
yeah, you know, especially cut, these cut high right talented now. guys, big names in your leagues. If guys aren't really paying too close of attention, you know, and you float a trade for Brent Burns, you might be able to get some return on that. You might not, but what you can do you is could. you can release him and you could get some of the players that you were talking about mm-hmm. that are sitting there on the waivers that actually are producing at this point, you know? Yeah. You know, another big name on the waiver and probably in a lot of leagues, I'm actually, I've got my eye on him. He's been playing very well the past couple of weeks. And because he gets a lot of time on the power play is Yanni Gord for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. He's only like, he's usually only like 25 to like 20, maybe 30% rostered in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people pick him up. But here recently, the past couple of weeks, man, he's been on a tear. So if you need some points in your leagues here coming up the next couple of weeks, I keep my eye on uh, Yanni Gord. You know, small little guy, gets in there, but he gets a lot of chances on the power play. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys set up your scoring in your leagues, but a lot of times power play points tend to be one of the uh, you know categories or or places where you can get a lot of points in your fantasy league. So, mm-hmm. Yanni Gord. They're multiples, baby. Multiples. Yeah, I mean, I think yep. when you're kind of looking deeper at the waiver wire, depending on your league and how deep it is, I mean, you, you look at, you know, some of the teams like you mentioned. I mean, you can't go wrong with – getting a third or fourth liner on Tampa, Toronto. You look at these high-powered offenses, you know, one of Vegas. my biggest – biggest, yeah, Vegas is another one. One of my biggest surprises, which I actually got late in the draft and is probably my best player right now on my uh, roster, is from Chicago, not named Patrick Kane. Uh, Debr- uh, Alex Debrink. Yeah. Because he, he was on IR at the beginning of yeah. the season. And, uh, you know, last week he has three girls all on the power play. I mean, you look for uh, – um, you know, guys that get opportunities to score and that they're on high-powered offenses and uh, can pay some dividends later in the season. So who's been a who's been a, like a bus for you? Taylor Hall. Not for me. I, I mean, just generally speaking, Taylor Hall comes into yeah. the year this year with high expectations yeah. in Buffalo. You know, one of the one of the biggest free agents available this year. Uh, I'm sure a lot of guys drafted Taylor High really, or they. Drafted Taylor Hall really high. I think he's gone year. after this year. After oh this, yeah, no, 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 yeah. One year. He's only Buffalo. on a one-year yeah. deal too. So yeah, I don't see him yeah. hanging around uh, Buffalo too long. Yeah, for me. But is, and but, Jack is, but is this the? Is that? Is that the? The common theme behind players is the teams in general. Like, I don't want to roster anybody from Buffalo. Right. right exactly. Now. Yeah. That's that's a great point. You know. You could look at trading Taylor Hall, and like I said, if people aren't really paying attention, they might be able to. You might get a decent return for him because whoever you're trading with might be like, "Oh shit, Taylor Hall, yeah, I'll trade you this this guy for him." And along those same lines has been Jack Eichel, another big bust for me this year. And I do think, you know, again, it goes all it straight go, kind of goes back to Buffalo's just fucking garbage this year, and I, I hate to see it. I'm kind of a closet Buffalo fan because I love that. I love Buffalo sports. I love that city just because. You know, they love the Sabres. They love the Bills. You know, I love that fan base very much. So They are um, they are an excellent fan base. We are pro pro Buffalo, pro tables, busting, yeah. pro drinking beer. I'm pro throwing people through tables and smashing, <laughs> smashing Drunk beers, as hell. Bro. Yeah, like we're all about Buffalo. We hope that they do good, but they're garbage. And, yeah, so is their team. So when we're talking about fantasy, probably shouldn't be rostering them or you should try to be getting rid of them as soon as possible. Man, you Frank, know who who are you, you going to bring up? You're going to bring up somebody that you think's busting. Who's busting? Oh uh, well, I mean, I guess baby. Uh, I had a little bit more high expectation actually on Colorado was um, uh, Landeskog. 
has been uh, not really. I know he's been hurt. I mean, you know, there's been kind of you he know, was in hurt and out. last year too. Yeah, but, I had Landeskog last year. He was year on the same just... line as, uh, or he, he is on the same line as. Um, shoot, what's his name um, from Colorado? Oh, um, um, the guy we McKinnon. were just talking about, McKinnon. Yeah, no, 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 McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just really hasn't. You know, he's ranked like 250 right now in the league. And um, not good. Yeah, not not good. Bust. We got ourselves a nice it sucks, little... It sucks with Colorado because it looks like they're going to bust through at any minute, and they just don't. I know. It's like, God, when is their year? When is it going to be their year? They have they have the talent. I've read, and, you know, I think they're... They absolutely have the talent. They're, they're so close to... Talented. I think they're... Uh, if, if Pittsburgh's looking to move Crosby and maybe start this rebuild that we keep hearing about maybe in Pittsburgh with the new management and the new GM... Uh, Crosby going to Colorado to to team up with with Nathan McKinnon because they're both from the same hometown in Judas. in Nova Scotia. So yeah, Judas. Crosby to Colorado could make that team if that happens, right? If that happens, you're snagging up those guys on Colorado's roster, those those second third line guys immediately. Yeah. So oh, yeah. be on the lookout for all these guys and fantasy people. So uh, we got a nice little league here, and we tend to play the you know we play the the shootout or what are the showdowns and the DraftKings slates on DraftKings. Be on the lookout Tears. for our contests and DraftKings. We're going to tweet them out to you. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, everybody, at Man in the Cannon. Hey, uh, hey, I say that. Oh, sorry. I took Hooch's. Make sure you follow us you on go. Twitter, Mr. Locon. At Mr. Locon. No, what's... Nah, at man in the no, cannon. You just, you <laughs> we are at man in the cannon. The podcast. The, Shameless the self plug right there. All right. Well, we ruined that. It's ruined. Just like the Columbus Blue Jackets season. But anyways, hey, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys listening. We're going to keep bringing the content regardless of what happens because regardless if there's adapt, any content to bring, we will adapt to the scenario because we're soulless people that watch the Columbus Blue Jackets all the time. So like anyways, hockey. we just want to watch it. hockey and talk hockey. So yeah, coming soon on ESPN.